0: I mean, we're going, right? See the
1: bottom lap counter? Right yeah.
0: in the center on the bottom. Oh, there it is. Hey, hey. <laughs> it's Monday.
1: Oh, you got to love Monday. What's that new saying that's going around? Thank God. TGIM. For all those hustlers in the world. Thank God it's Monday. Thank God it's Monday. Well, right. let's do a countdown. Five, four, three, two, one.
0: Happy Monday. Welcome back to the Jersey Alchemist, friends. I'm your host, Dr. John Gerard Gallucci.
1: And I'm Philip D'Angelo. What's up, pal? Well,
0: you said it's. It's Monday. Good, it's,
1: TGIM.
0: Good. TGIM.
1: Thank God it's Monday. Tiggum. Tiggum. And uh, I feel pretty good. How about you?
0: Well, I'll tell you what. Here we go. I'm going to start the day with a little story, a vignette a little foolish foolish oh yes oh yes so the agenda from yesterday was that i had to get up early earlier than i'd like you know i did five o'clock in the morning for 32 years four o'clock in the morning for 32 years and um you know once you're out of the firing line as a surgeon you don't have to get up at five o'clock in the morning anymore Okay, good. So that's that's a blessed thing.
1: It's got to be a nice feeling. So
0: I had to get up at like 7.30 today, which pissed me off because now I've gotten soft. And, but the agenda was I had to get out of bed, you know, do the dog thing, you know, feed them, let them run, all that stuff. Show them love and then put them back in their indoor outdoor pen and get down to my mom's house, which is over an hour away to... Empty her mailbox. Mom passed. Dad's gone. Seven years. You know, talk about empty nest. Wow. And uh, and after that, it was shoot over to Town Hall to pay a big, big mother effing mm, property tax past due bill. Oh, boy. A whopper. So I did that, and then the lady behind the glass was actually very nice. Usually the women behind the glass at town hall. Ooh, well, man. they
1: I think they average about 40 years uh, they've been there. You know, <laughs> right. they're all like right. blue-haired. and. But she so.
0: was helpful because as I was thanking her and signing off and saying, that's out of my hair, so is a ton of money, but it's out of my hair. She says, oh, wait, wait, wait. She says you might want to pay the water bill too Whoa. and the sewer bill too. Oh. And I was like, "What? You have a button
1: in the door, <laughs> shut and <they laughs> don't was, leave yet." I
0: was gobsmacked, mm. and I'm like, "The water and the sewer? Of course. What was I thinking? Why wouldn't you? What was you? I thinking? Come on, right? How much is that? Four hundred bucks here, mm. six hundred bucks there. Okay, mm. here's another thousand dollars." Yeah. Another, what? another grant. When you're up above 10, it, you know, another grand doesn't really make a difference. Yeah.
1: You know, I, I love, I love John, uh, if I may interrupt and I yeah. apologize. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love, you know, we're all about New Jersey. I mean, people that we know that move out of New Jersey and they pay property taxes. I love asking them, well, it, all right, whether it's North Carolina, Georgia, Arkansas, anywhere. So how are your property taxes? And they say like, oh, it's eighteen hundred. I'm like, wow. I go eighteen hundred a month. That's so the same Jersey. They go, no, that's eighteen hundred a year. So yeah, it's, for real. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. New Jersey. I think a one bedroom, one bedroom shanty, is going to cost you a minimum ten thousand dollars taxes.
0: Yeah. 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 No, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. So, back to the story about why I feel or felt foolish. So, I get my mom's mail, open up the house, look through it. It's just a disaster that I have yet to dig into because I've got to clean it out. If you've ever done that before, it is not fun. Uh, And there ain't no help.
1: Were there any, like, uh, bill collectors looking to get money? Like, you're delinquent. We're going to cut off your service. Oh,
0: of course. You know, because they'll just keep coming. All the medical bills that she accrued over over the last seven or eight months of her life. Oh, my God. Tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Hello. So, anyway, I, I lock up. Uh, you know, think about the days that were with my dad. He loved that house. So did my mom. Anyway, uh, I'm off to town hall, pay that huge fee, all the water and the sewer. And then I'm off to the local nursing home to see my aunt, my father's sister. God H- bless her. How old, John? Uh, well, I think this November she'll be 97. Wow. In a wheelchair, kind of heels it around, you know. Yeah. God bless her, you know. Um, but she- <laughs> so I. I'm not gonna poke at the people there. My father hated going to nursing homes. My father was a gentleman, but he'd say, this is the island of cast iron hearts. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, what, what are you talking about? He'd say, their hearts never stop. The rest of them falls to pieces and their hearts are still going. He says, don't ever put me in one of these places. And I says, I won't, I promise, okay but that's the way it was. And my aunt and I, we, you know, I had to pay another check for those people because we're going to transport my aunt to uh, to a restaurant for Easter. Oh, wow. Yeah. God bless her. Right. And, um, and so I, you know, we, we meet up in the dining hall, which is really just kind of like a sitting place when it's not lunchtime or dinner time, And one of the Residents. Um, residents. <laughs> I was going to say one of the inmates. No, no. One of the residents comes by on his, you know, walker, you know, and was purposely trying to get our attention by being disturbing. He was, <laughs> mm. <laughs> and my aunt was hurling all sorts of f bombs at him because. Mm. They apparently know each other and he was jealous that she had a visitor and he didn't, on and on. So when I, you know, said goodbye, okay, see ya, see ya Sunday for Easter and all that jazz, you know, I felt like I wanted to strip my clothes off and walk through a car wash with my own scrub brush. (laughs) I mean, you know, that's just the way you feel. So now I get on the Parkway North and I'm heading back up here to the uh, Jersey Alchemist Studios. Yes, yes.
1: World and I, renowned. And I, and
0: I duck into a local quick check um, to get some caffeine so I can be a little bit coherent for the shoot. And uh, I walk up to the counter and somebody sneaks right in front of me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. of course. Of course, somebody sneaks right in front of me, right? The old the old saying is, would you jump in my grave that fast? Mm. But then I, I said, all right, that's the way the day's been going. You know, I'm hemorrhaging money, people in front of me cutting me off. Oh, I didn't tell you about the post office. I had to go to the post office in Lakehurst, New Jersey wow. to, to stop my mom's mail
1: because
0: mm-hmm. her mailbox is big and it was stuffed. I pull up. I walk in, there's 26 people waiting in line, all pissed off. And I'm like, I'll be a monkey's uncle. 26 people at a post office with one postal worker behind the counter in reverse. Oh, now I'm in trouble because I said where it was, right? right? It's not their fault. They should be hiring more people, but really they're disbanding the postal service. If you don't know that, wait for it. Mm. So I'm like, you know... Oh, my God. Not only am I in a rush, but Monday morning, Monday morning on uh, April 12th, 11th. What what are Mm. they? So I just kind of, you know, threw my hands up and I said, what are they giving something away for free? And there's a little old lady behind me with those big oversized black sunglasses, like maybe she just had like surgery Mm. on her eyes. And she goes, listen, palsy, she goes, today's the deadline for mailing out your taxes. Your tax returns, remember? And I said, today? It's next week. (laughs) It's a week from today. So what are they giving away at the post office? She goes, what? She goes, no, it's not, it's today. And I said, it's next week. Three people, including her, beat me to the door. They went to the parking lot and hot footed it out. Like, why would we sit around here? So that's what happened. So so here's the punchline. I get to the quick check, an hour and 20 minutes north, locally here from the studios, somebody jumps in front of me in line. And I'm like, yeah, okay. It's like, after you get hit by a truck or two or three, the fourth one doesn't matter. You just go, okay, fine. And it was a guy in uh, like painter's garb, like real painter's pants, not not something you'd wear out at a club. Covered with paint. he's. Timberland work boots look like they've got six years of all sorts of paint on them. So he was he was the real thing. And I looked and he's in there with his child of about 10. And the kids in pajamas. And the kid has no hair. And the kid has no color to his or her skin. Hmm. And the kid starts pulling on dad's sweatshirt. Dad, can I can I get this? Can I have this? I have this no it's no good for you you know you're not supposed to eat this or that and I took in that scene and I knew exactly what the scene was I dealt with that professionally for decades and I felt like a real piece of shit. the New Jersey alchemist let the
1: Bullshit
0: and stress and anxiety and the deadlines of the day, the timeline of the day, I let it, I let it permeate me. So the lesson here is, and I promise you, because I've been doing this for years, if I could let that happen to me, it could happen to anybody. So what I did on the spot, unbeknownst to anyone, I'm standing in line behind them, I did an energy transfer on that kid. And Prayed, prayed, prayed to the greatest physician of all, to Jesus, for that child. Please, Lord Jesus, please, Lord Jesus, please, Lord Lord Jesus, help heal this child. And Jesus' commandments to me, when we met face-to-face, and yes, it's written about in my book, My Life with God, was you heal him with the love you have for him. Don't ask, you can ask me as Jesus, you can ask Jesus to heal people. Jesus is really going to turn it around on you and, you, and say, you heal him with the love you have for him. So I've used that over and over again because how, how, do, you, how do you dismiss or deny or shelf a directive that's been given to you face to face by Jesus Christ? So by the way, as a reminder, that's where meditation will get you. So my day was crazy, harried, stressful. It was partially successful, partially unsuccessful because I did walk out of the post office. But I ran into a kid and the situation as a whole made me feel really, really foolish. So I did an energy transfer on that poor kid. God bless that kid. God bless the father. So anyway, I just it, thought I would tell that story. Uh, that's a
1: great story. It seems like all your buttons were getting pressed today.
0: There's, I don't, you, know, I almost made another mistake. Really? I was almost going to say there's no button left unpushed. Mm. That would have been really stupid. Yeah, yeah. Don't know there's always buttons to push.
1: You know, it's funny you say that because when uh, I was going through a particular, particularly tough time in my life—divorce, my mother was uh, dying in a hospital—I was in a, uh, a almost a head-on uh, collision with my car. Okay, now you just think things couldn't get any worse. So when that happened, I actually kicked the door open. Of the car. I was okay. A little shooken up.
0: I mean, there was an
1: accident. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Head on yeah. head on collision just about with another guy. I, I hit the front. He decided to do a U-turn, like right in front of me, oh. and then come directly in my lane. So, uh, What's wrong with
0: that?
1: No, nah, you know, nothing. And then he lied about it, but they have tapes. But I kicked open the door, and I looked up at the skies, and I said, that's all you got? Referring to God. Like, mm-hmm. that's all you got? You're going to have to do better than that. Right. Which was a big mistake. I'm not dead yet. Yeah, which was a big mistake because it did get a lot tougher from there. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. so be careful when you say like you know uh, oh, another bunt or that's it. God,
0: you are so right.
1: Yeah, 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 I never. I don't even like telling that story because it seems like every time I tell a story, you know something happens.
0: Can, can, you, <sighs> Phil, we could talk. We're doing these one-hour videos, right? Yeah. We could go six hours at a shot. I'm convinced. All oh, right, just break them up into the six different uh, videos. You were alluding to the fact, don't, don't point your finger to the universe. Yeah. Don't, don't, um, challenge, don't challenge. It was another word in there, you know, about provoke, whatever. Instigate. Yeah. Instigate, whatever. So I, I, you know, I have a bit of a story. It's a short story. My ex-wife and I decided to go for a weekend. I think my mom and dad, of course, were still alive and they, they, they were going to come and babysit the kids for the weekend. And we went to Foxwoods Casino and whatever up in Connecticut, somewhere for those of you from the west coast that don't know and Foxwoods was a place where they've got big venues. They got headliners, they have um, a venue where they're, you know, they would do like, you know, um, championship boxing cards, you know, headliners, I don't know if Mike Tyson ever fought at Foxwoods, but a lot of other people did. So, and, and when you're in that place, it's out in the woods and it's apparently owned by one of the indigenous tribes. You could you could lose yourself for a year in that place. It's so big. It's like three or four times the size of an airport. It just goes on and on and on and on. Like you could stay there a whole week and and not, not get bored. So we had such a good time. Dining, dancing, shopping, watching headliner shows, all of that stuff. And on the way out of that place, it had rained torrentially the entire weekend, but it didn't matter because we were in this like bubble. It was its own universe. So on the way out, there's this long winding road that goes through the woods to the main highway to come home. I looked up and the sun was shining, there were rays of sun, and I was so inspired by the time that we had together. What do you think I did? Talk about stupid! I shook my fist mm. up to the sky and I said, "Nothing will ever get between my wife and I.
1: Mm. Nothing." Wow womp, 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 womp. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, listen. Like, that's
0: provoking the
1: universe. Oh, that's really challenging. Uni- You're issuing universe. a challenge. And that challenge was met because... The, oh, over and over <laughs> again. <laughs> because the, the the journey, I mean, we talk about journeys a lot on this podcast. I mean, the journey um, and of a relationship. I mean, think about how long were you and your ex from dating to the end? we together. Oh, God. 26 years yeah my me and my ex and i was 29 years altogether couldn't make it to the finish line so that journey with its many ups and downs i mean at some point
0: i think it was over
1: 30 years wow Mm yeah but you have to look on the bright side you have three great kids i do you know i
0: and and i just saw the ex yesterday i picked my my son up he still lives in his bedroom god bless him Mm -hmm. and um
1: didn't you see him uh, for dinner this weekend? Yeah, I
0: t- picked him up yesterday, and we went to the our favorite Greek restaurant. Oh. I'll give it a plug. Twelve Islands, um, Very Greek nice. Taverna in Sterling, New Jersey. Uh, love the owners, love the managers, love the, wait- the waiters, waitresses, and the food. Yowza. Yowza. I have no reason to deal with TSA and tickets and expensive hotels and go into Greece because all I got to do is go to 12 islands, Greek Taverna in Sterling, New Jersey. And that's not a paid commercial. That's coming from my heart. Mm. Uh, So I picked my son up yeah, and down the long street came mama, the ex walking the dog, Trooper. And Trooper was the family Shih Tzu when I was Mm. still there living with her and married to her. And uh, Trooper on, March 23rd, which is also my sister-in-law's birthday, Trooper turned 16. Wow. And, you know, the poor little guy, he's so cute. He's not blind, but he's stone-cold deaf. And I just really got reminiscent. So, you know, divorces are never fun. I shouldn't say that. For some people, they are, you know. But not for me, and I don't mm. think for you. No,
1: right? no, no. I feel like uh, right. I didn't finish the race. Right, was, but I can say I can not say
0: now, and I can say it on this video that uh, that my ex-wife and I have, a, I think, a very good relationship, and uh, and God bless. And I, you know, I really, at this stage, at this juncture, I have absolutely no complaints, none. Of yeah. course, when you're in the throes of it, well, both sides are. Uh, both sides have flamethrowers.
1: Yeah, it's not pretty, and it just seems like the only people that um, get in, get anything out of a divorce are attorneys. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, and uh, I ended up um, because uh, financially I was going through a tough time. I ended up uh, defending myself or representing myself at the, in the courthouse at divorce, and so I did okay.
0: You you represented yourself. You I represented. That
1: guy? I was that guy. I represented myself. You know, so uh, her lawyer was How very... How is
0: it that you're even wearing a shirt?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I paid. I paid. You went it. up
0: against an attorney?
1: I didn't go up against anything. Uh, it was very... You used a... Uh, we knew what was going to happen.
0: What's the word I'm looking for? What? Not You know when you go to a mediator? Yeah. Is that what you did?
1: No, we were in the throes. But before that, we mediated. I mean, I was not in the mood. At some point, you just have to stop fighting, Correct. I mean, at well, some point, the flamethrower runs out of uh, fuel, yeah. jet fuel, right. so uh, fuel. so I was the one that said, you know what, this is it. I just cut everything, stopped it, uh, it is what it is, Right. this is what's going to happen, end of story, and that's right. what happened, you know. Yeah. Put myself in a very, very tough position, but you know what, what's life without a few tough positions? You're right. You know? Yeah,
0: absolutely
1: right. And that was it. We did it for the greater good, you know, the kids... You know you think about the kids and uh, you know so you don't want to do that so
0: speaking of lawyers in tough positions shall we spin the wheel of uh, the wheel of fate today absolutely bones what do you think I don't say anything just yeah telepath. I know you want me to spin the wheel but you really want to talk about osteoporosis I know it
1: mm, calcium know, right all
0: right so shall we yeah let's do it okay. let's give it a
1: There's that Jersey boardwalk sound okay. that we love.
0: <laughs> What's the Marriage and divorce. Are you wait a minute.
1: kidding me?
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Are you kidding well, Wait me?
0: a minute. We, I, we just did that. Isn't that crazy? Wow.
1: That's pretty amazing. That is pretty that's amazing. That's a
0: little bit supernatural. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Archangel Michael. Archangel Michael. Well, you know what? Maybe we're supposed to talk on the topic, not from such a negative side, John. Maybe we're supposed to just, maybe we can enlighten somebody that maybe is going through a divorce right now. And I know a couple people that are going through a divorce right now.
0: You mean you want to talk about the sunny side of divorce?
1: (laughs) Not the sunny side, but there is, the sun will come up tomorrow. So no matter how dark it is, let's face it, the worst thing about divorce is that family unit that lived together, slept together, ate together, yeah. vacationed together. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even about a man and a woman. It was about, in my case, the four, in your case, the five. I mean, all of a sudden that exploded. And that okay. wasn't, that wasn't like the world the world,
0: uh, the world gets torpedoed. And if it's a ship... It, it you know, it never lists and sinks sideways. It whoosh, does this and then poof, yeah. right down to the bottom. And um, I think, you know, it's very interesting. But speaking of how the universe was aware of the fact that we went into marriage and divorce and we spin the wheel of, Destiny, Destiny, the wheel of fate, and marriage and divorce right. comes up. Really? Oh, that right, is amazing. Right. So, um,
1: so, you know what I'm saying? John? So that unit isn't there anymore. So you feel like a piece of you is missing. It's gone.
0: Totally. But let's just consider this. Let's just step back here, right? What exactly is marriage, right? Because how long has marriage? been an institution. That's kind of an expected thing. Was marriage an institution um, during the Greek,
1: hmm.
0: the days of the Greek Empire? Was marriage an expected endeavor for the great Persian Empire? Hmm. I don't know. Let's hear it in the comments. Whoever is an historian on the Persian and the Greek empires, you know, people, people hooked up with each other and they, I think, stayed with each other for the most part. And I know that in ancient times, days of Jesus, even all the way back to the days of Moses, the ancient Hebrews certainly married, right? Because Jesus went to the wedding at Cana and turned water to wine. And, um, okay. And if you were caught, if you were caught hooking up and you weren't married, I don't know what would happen if you were a guy, but if you were a woman, I think you got stoned. Or and, and we're not talking about a spliff or a reefer. Mm-hmm. You know, every it, you know, it I love side rabbit holes. That's what makes mm-hmm. the conversation good. If if anybody here watching thinks they know what a stoning is. Maybe you do, but I didn't know until I saw, of course, the scene from, um, the life of Brian, Monty Python, right? Mm -hmm. Where they finally stoned John Cleese as the chief Pharisee at the end of that segment. But what do they do at the end of the segment? Not only did they throw stones at him and it knocks you down and whatnot, and it injures you. Then they drag a big, huge boulder over and, and let it go on your head and they squash your head. Now, I thought that that was just a comedic expression of the Monty Python crew. Oh, no, that's the truth. And unfortunately, I ran across a stoning video on YouTube about three years ago where a 12 year old girl was stoned to death in
1: some country.
0: Yeah, in the Middle East. And um, it's pretty ugly. It's not just a matter of getting hit with softball sized rocks and stones that knocks you down to the ground. Now, you could you could run, but they're only going to chase you and probably cut your head off anyway. Oh, cheery. But then when you're down and out. They've got a big, huge boulder or something that's. In the in the wings waiting, and then a whole bunch of people drop it on your head and smash all of that's,
1: that's the encore. Yeah,
0: that's that's pretty that's pretty disgusting. Um, mm. So back then, if you got caught, adult if you were an adulteress, an adulteress, a woman, and you got caught having sex outside your marriage, I'm pretty sure there was a stoning with your name on it, I don't know what would happen to the guy. Maybe the guy gets excommunicated, but they don't stone him. I think I read that somewhere. I don't know.
1: Just think of your the family tree, John, your history. Nobody in my family was divorced. You know, you're going back to your grandparents, your aunts and uncles, uh, your, our parents, uh, but my generation and my cousins, they they're, were out there. I mean, we're divorced. It well, was definitely our generation that it's,
0: it's interesting. That's, started that. That's kind of why I thought, well, how far back does a real marriage obligation commitment go? And the answer is, I actually don't know the answer to that. And mm-hmm. so, like I said, put it in the comments, please, if if you know, or even if you don't know, or if you want to get comedic, say something funny and stupid. That's okay. That'll make the comments fun to go through. Uh, But I've got this suspicion that I don't know about marriages of today. I just don't know.
1: I mean, the divorce rate is over 50 percent. Aren't going to make it.
0: You know what I see? And I could be completely wrong, but I don't think I am. Nope. The youngins that are getting married today, I see immediately imbalance. Imbalance. I do. And the power always lies with the Mrs. and not the Mr. So all of the females out there would be slamming the table saying it's about time. (laughs) Well, maybe it is about time, but you know something? How far are you going to get on a ship that's listing and tilting all the way over to one side? The answer is you ain't getting very far. So if if that's how you start off, you better figure out immediately how you're going to fare taking care of the kids that might come out of that marriage if you go it alone, if a divorce is on the way. Because unless there's a healthy balance, it ain't going to last.
1: Joe, let's go even before the marriage. I mean, think how things have changed, uh, and there's a, definitely a financial burden. Bachelor parties, okay, now they're destination bachelor parties. Oh. Destination.
0: Oh, I think that's a bad idea.
1: Destination bachelorette parties, and then there's weddings where they get married on the island.
0: Oh, destination uh, weddings. Destination wedding.
1: yeah. I mean, come on. For me to get married in the next town was a big deal.
0: My cousin, my cousin Nicky got married in Portugal.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, who do you invite there? So now you have to buy, you know, if it's a female, she so got to buy a dress. If you're in the wedding party, you got to pay for a tux. Now you got to pay for plane tickets. Now you, gotta, I mean, that's a lot of. And then you got
0: to go barefoot through TSA at Newark Airport. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then you got to go barefoot through TSA. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of, you're asking a lot of your guests, you know? And then, the a, and then a gratuity?
0: Well, you know what they did? They got married in Portugal in some, you know, some beautiful setting. And then they had a wedding back here.
1: Oh, okay. Because
0: his wife is Portuguese, and Mm. there was this unbelievable spread in a venue uh, in, um, I think, Hillside, New Jersey. I think Hillside, New Jersey. I think.
1: Well, if you've been to a Portuguese restaurant, they feed you like there's no tomorrow.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so the rest of the people who really, you know, weren't going to be able to make it, you know, TSA, Airplane, Portugal, you know, they had a second full on spread wedding back here in Jersey. And and, you know, that was it was a lot of fun. It was great. Lots of fun. And all the pressure was off for them.
1: Sure. I can
0: remember when I got married. I don't remember any of it. Mm. It was so much. I got married on Long Island and everybody from my side of the marriage took tour buses. They all met in, in a, the supermarket parking lot behind our house and they, they piled onto tour buses and it took them all the way out because there were a lot of elderly people back then and they're all gone now, God bless them. Mm-hmm. But you can't expect them to negotiate traffic on a weekend through Manhattan, out to Long Island, and then at the end of the night all the way back successfully. No. no. So we set up the tour. We had like, I think, three tour buses. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Did
1: anybody from the other side come? I mean, in Italy? I had people from Italy that had to be there.
0: Well, the only person at the wedding, I think this is true, that was actually, that had lived in Italy, oddly enough. The ex was Jewish. Of course, I'm not. And we couldn't, come to terms regarding um, the fact that one of my grandmother's best friends was a local bishop. So it got a little bit rough. There was horn locking and friction. Mm. And my sister-in-law came up with the idea that we would get married by a cantor in the venue. And the cantor had lived in Italy and he spoke Italian. Hmm. that's as close as anybody at my, wow. you know, hundreds of people at the wedding, Yeah, you know, and, uh, but that was a little bit,
1: that's getting popular too, where the ceremony is not happening in a traditional church or something, it's happening in, at the venue, uh, and that's how they start their, uh, their journey together as a right. husband and wife, right, you know, my, uh, and then there's, you know, you get married in a church and then there's the limo, I mean the you know how many limos do you have to have in the wedding parties how many right. people in the wedding party my cousin got married his wedding party limo we drove through White Castle driving okay shows you where his mindset was at I didn't mind because the
0: reception was
1: <laughs> no but it does, I mean it, that was okay by me but uh, yeah that's they were big fans of White Castle and they, I mean that was fun
0: that's
1: and they're still fun. married to this day over 30 really? years God bless them Wow. Probably still going away. Constantly. So
0: I, I'd like to say something about marriage and divorce. Okay, When you get married, you had really better think it out before you get married. And if you're married um, because, geez, we've been dating for seven years, you know, and there's nobody else out there. And every time I walk into a bar or a club, they're a bunch of creeps. Mm. You know, and that's on either, on behalf of either the the girl or the guy, right? Don't get married if you don't really want to get married. You know how many people have told me, I knew it was wrong the day before the wedding. Mm. I didn't know how to get out of it. So many people. You stupid. I know, but you know, you got thousands of dollars and you got hundreds of people, uh, unless you're Indian, i got a bunch of Indian friends from work and, you know, 800 people at the wedding, 1,000 people at the wedding. What are you going to do, call it off the day before? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a problem. <laughs> call
0: it off. So really what I, the, the point I wanted to make is. Um,
1: get married for the right reasons.
0: Get married for the right reasons, but but you really need to put your ego, and we're going to talk about the ego a lot. On this podcast, The Jersey Alchemist, because the ego is that tiger or that lion that needs to be tamed. You need to be an ego tamer. That's what this is all about. So if you can't put your ego in a lockbox, I didn't say to kill it. We still need the ego, right? It's useful. It's purposeful. But don't let it run your life um yeah so there's that
1: saying leave your ego at the door
0: leave your ego at the door so okay let's talk about this okay so a guy and a girl they have a career before they get married before they meet each other and she's happy that this guy that's cute that now she's dating beyond the threshold what's the threshold before you do this, oh, uh, and yeah, the microphone's hiding. Yeah, now. I don't know. I think it's third date. <laughs> I, I think nowadays
1: t- or twenty years ago, thirty years I ago we know. got married. Let's, I mean, it's two different worlds. Let's John.
0: just let's just be fanciful and say that the third date is when the plug's going in the socket. Okay, so hopefully, hopefully the girl has ideations that this could be the guy. And hopefully the guy has the same ideation that this could be the gal. Just like the gal. Mm. That married, dear old dad. Really? Okay. So, but the point is, you both got a career. You've got to respect the other's position. You've got to respect their career. What would make you think that a marriage is gonna work If at some point down the road, you have a kid or two or three, and then it's, I, oh, I can't compromise my position. I'm well known up and down the eastern seaboard for what I do. So you are going to forfeit your career and you are going to stay home and you are going to do the laundry and vacuum the fucking rugs. Beep. Oop, too late on the beep. And you are going to do the laundry and fold my laundry because I make more money than you. Hey, listen, whether it's the guy or the girl, you're smoking bad dope. Why would you want to foster that kind of thinking in a marriage? where there's one, two, three, four kids that depend on mom and dad, dad and mom. You gotta come together. And you know something? If the thought had never occurred to you, you know what, get an au pair, hire a live in, do something like that. And you know what? Take an hour of your weekend when you're not working to run around and clean the house. You know, running around and cleaning the house for an hour each weekend isn't that difficult and it keeps things moving in the right direction. But if you think your wife is going to stay at home after working her ass off and building up a career because you think that it should matter that you make $50,000 a year more than her or maybe you make $6,000 a year more than her or $200,000 a year more than her. You're killing her, or you're killing him. Because you guys ventured into this career for a reason. You had it in your heart and your mind. So guess what? It's going to cost you to save your marriage. The au pair, the live-in nanny. That's the solution. Don't go it alone. Now, the best way to go ahead is to do it like, they did in the old days, and I was a beneficiary, a beneficiary of this kind of thing. I was um, still in high school, and then maybe through my mid twenties. Then I was out permanently with with uh, dental school and medical school and all of that jazz. But my my mother's mother, her husband passed. She sold the house, and she built a mother daughter suite on the back of our house. And some of the, and I think I said this on a previous episode, some of the most blessed days of my life were hanging out with my granny, coming home with a whopping effing, oh, I drank too much. Who's there at three o'clock in the morning? The dog and grandma. The next day, when you're so hungover on Thanksgiving because you drank 32 shots of wild turkey at the local gin mill. You should be dead. God forbid. Don't try this at home. Uh, Who was there? My grandma was there. And the dog. The dog was looking at me empathetically. And my grandmother was laughing at me. Because remember, my grandmother's husband, my biologic grandfather, was a gangster who owned speakeasies. So she had seen that kind of thing over and over and over and over again. And she said to me, she whispered into my ear, she says, here, sip this, it's a little Coca-Cola. She put an ice pack on my head and she said, I'm glad this happened to you, you deserve this. How stupid could you be? And I said, Grandma, after the sixth shot, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And she says, well, don't forget this. Yeah. And
1: you still haven't.
0: Look at the rabbit hole I went down and it. The wheel said marriage and divorce. Yeah,
1: John. <laughs> I think you touched on something, something that I can't get used to nowadays. Is you know, listen. There's a lot of situations. Mom and dad are both working. Yeah. And you know what? Not everybody has a grandmother. Right. Or or a relative close by. Right. It breaks my heart when I see daycare centers and these young children getting dropped off. Some of them kicking and screaming. They don't want to get dropped off. Right. And And I get it. The parents look so stressed, you know, it's like because they've got to get to work, the mothers and the fathers. And they're like, it seems like they're just like here. And I know the most important for formation where a child is formed that emotionally is when they're, you know, from an infant to like five.
0: Yeah. You know, that's that's more true than than the viewers could imagine. I'd like, you know, every once in a while, I'm going to give you a homework assignment. Mm. Not to bust your chops, but to edify you because um there 's a the notion out there um, that any production worth its salt should do at least three things, and uh there is a, a movie producer director actor whom I love, Mel Gibson, love yeah. you, and he says every every production should. Administer the three E's. It should entertain. It should elevate and educate. You can switch in enlighten, but I think the elevation is really enlightenment. So get something good out of it, right? If you're going to watch a, a movie, come away feeling a bit elevated and enlightened. You got to be entertained and at the same time it doesn't hurt to be a little educated by it, too. Mm. So, yeah.
1: You know, it's sad when those kids get dropped off like that. It just breaks my heart every time. Right. You know?
0: Yeah, no. So, um...
1: What's the answer? There is no answer. You need two salaries. When we grew yeah, up, yeah. you know, it was a one-salary household that, that you could survive in. And you got the best upbringing you could imagine.
0: Absolutely. And, and I guess those were the segway years in the united states from like you know people not people starving to death during during the depression to now where you know the people that are educating our kids are uh, intel co-opted hollywood producers mm. or tv producers right come on, just turn on the news and look at the shit that they shovel. You know what? You know what? Let me tell you here. This goes out to all of the, the network news executives, producers, directors. You know what you are? You're nothing but a garbage company to me. You're a bunch of haulers that that haul shit and trash. And you know what your biggest function is? Yeah. Back up, back it up, back it up. Okay. (coughs) Pull the lever. There goes the truck and all you do every time you're on is dump a a gigantor load of shit onto people. So guess what?
1: Mm. Screw yourselves. John, Westfield, New Jersey, September. Uh, Governor Murphy just signed a a law allowing the mayor to introduce um, to the children at the youngest age possible uh, a lot of uh, sexual uh, identifications. What's
0: the backstory on him? Doesn't he have a backstory.
1: Who? Murphy? Him. Yeah. I don't know. What is the back
0: I think he got caught. Oh, in yeah. In a compromising position. Listen, every politician that's worth their salt mm. is caught one way or another in a compromising position. Remember the scene from Godfather 2?
1: Oh, yeah. Where they, senator.
0: They, they wanted to get the senator to sign a bill or something. And, you know, you know, greasy guineas go back to New York. Blah, 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 blah. Next thing you know. He's getting wined and dined. And then after that, he's in a whorehouse and he's in a whorehouse in a compromising position. Kind of reminds me of Mm. Jeffrey Epstein. And then the door gets kicked in and all of the big name photographers from all of the news agencies, foof, 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 Mm. foof, foof, foof. Boom, guess what? Next scene, next day, he's signing the bill that he wouldn't sign beforehand. Mm. Life is leverage life is leveraged. So these son of a bitches are either getting paid off, they're blackmailed, uh, they're compromised, or they're just rotten, evil pieces of shit that don't need to be co-opted and blackmailed or paid off. They're doing it because they, they just choose to do it. That's who has got us in the bag of shit that we're in. Ah, boy, I'll tell you, that would have come out regardless of the the wheel of destiny and and what the topic was how do we pull this back to marriage and divorce and then we got to alchemize it cuz we're at 46 minutes
1: well john it seems to it seems to me wow that was all in one breath too right it's impressive <laughs> it seems to me that the uh, the attack is definitely geared towards children i mean think about it if you're a kid you know god isn't not everybody's as spiritual as they used to be uh, right. That's number one. Number two, there, there's no more innocence with these, with these, uh, instruments we have here called a right. cell phone. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff that you can, a child can get on there. I mean, right. parents right. are not home. There's divorce. I mean, it's a tough battle for kids. You really have, as a parent, a as a parent, you really have to, you know, you know what? I love old school stuff. Right. Old school is the rule. It was it worked for a reason
0: yeah well yeah but you know something i think that's the uh, that's in there in the mix regarding the spiritual warfare that we find ourselves in mm. you know well we are definitely in the throes of spiritual warfare ready come on archangel michael he's got fly. flying around with his wings okay but we need it we need your help and it's not a joke we need your help in okay a, in a big and, way and you know something you know something for the people who think that um, a a relatively conservative upbringing for kids is an abomination, where do you want this to go? Where do you see your, the lives of your kids going? Where is society going if we're going to live like uh, the chick from the first season of Breaking Bad. If you haven't seen that, you know, daddy's working his ass off, he's got money, he owns apartment complexes and and rents houses, and she's in there smoking crystal meth, and then ends up lying through her teeth to the old man and hooks up with of course, one of the lead scumbags of of mm. the show. And what what happens? Well, she chokes on her vomit while she's stoned out of her banana, and she dies. And she dies. Who's held accountable for that? I don't know. But for God's sakes, think of the consequences of... Bringing up children with no boundaries—it ain't gonna end well, kids. It ain't gonna end well. Anyway, is it time to alchemize? Yeah, let's alchemize, I think John. It is. Yeah, that okay. was, that's a All heavy right. topic so today. I, I, well, yeah, we went here and there and everywhere, but hey, this is what we do on the Jersey Alchemist. You know, what mm-hmm. comes to mind comes to mind, and then it's on our lips, mm-hmm. and um, you know. there are people who are dragging society not just in the united states dragging it into hell in a handbasket your job friends yes you have homework and i forgot to get back to the homework thing all right the homework for today for today is please please if you haven't started to pray you don't need to be in a temple a synagogue a church You don't need to be on a kneeler like we said before. Clear off a little space in your house, maybe up in your bedroom, somewhere away from the kids. Put a candle there. And uh, as a disclaimer, because I don't want you to burn down your house, get an LCD candle, okay? And learn how to pray in front of that candle. And the candle has been used for thousands of years as something that amplifies the energy of the prayers. And remember, life is all about energy. So if you shoot rockets of energy into the universe with the candle powering it, with your emotions really, really powering it, you turn the heads of the deities that you pray to. Who are you praying to? You're praying to God. You're praying to the Creator doesn't matter your religion. It doesn't matter. Even if you're an atheist, come to a point where you have got to say that the end all to the universe can't be your local cable news network. It's not a politician. It's not. It's not a globalist corporate leader. It's not a big tech jerk off. It isn't. It's you. Why? Because the kingdom of God is within you. Now, do I sound like a preacher? Great tough shit. Now, do I sound like a preacher because I said tough shit? No. I'm trying to wake you up. If I could smack you in the face from here, I would. Our salvation is in your hands and nobody else's. You can pray to whoever you're going to pray to, but you know something? Your God center's right in here. Stoke a furnace. Stoke a furnace and pray. What are you going to pray for? Pray for the end of this stupid war that's going on? Pray for the end of the fake news that's been plaguing us for for decades and decades and decades. Pray for the politicians. I don't think the politicians that have been around for 10, 20, 30, 40 years are ever gonna change, I don't. Pray that the next wave of politicians have better sense, have a bigger heart center, that listen to their hearts instead of their egos, Pray that the politicians that are going to make things better because they will with your help, pray that they're here in service of others instead of being fat, pig, greedy, service-to-self hogs, because that's what they've been for far too long. And yes, they contrive the wars. And yes, millions of people die. Why? Because of the stroke of the pen of a politician. You've got to be kidding me. People, it's on you. It's not on them. We allowed them to screw up the world. Now it's in your hands. Don't wait. Don't wait. Right? It's not it's, they're not going to help you.
1: All right. Bring it so back.
0: That's all I really wanted to say. Okay? Um uh, God bless you all. Um thank you for tuning in to the Jersey Alchemist. Remember, What an alchemist does, an alchemist, turns lead to gold, turns fear to love. See you next time.
1: Great job, Johnny. Well said. Thank you. If you like what we're doing, press the like button and subscribe. Jersey Alchemist. Dynamite. Just hit the
0: red button, brother.